0: Hey, I'm JR from the 18 Over Par with Mike and JR podcast, exploring the sights, stories, and sounds of golf on the prairies where you'll find some of the most golf courses per capita of anywhere in the world, and beer. Lots of beer. 18 Over Par is proudly presented by Jamie Wilkie and the new Winnipeg Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Pulling up to the clubhouse in a ride that looks half as good as your golf attire just isn't cutting it. It's time to improve your ride and your drive you can purchase a new or used vehicle from jamie wilkie at the new winnipeg dodge in the point west auto park and the former manitoba amateur champ will take you for a round at breezy bend so now pulling up to the clubhouse won't be so damn embarrassing and neither will your golf game you can book your test drive today at WinnipegDodge.com. just ask for jamie wilkie you can also check him out on episode 2 of the 18 over par podcast he'll certainly be happy to see you You can also find them on social media. So make sure you improve your ride and your drive. And the only place to do that, the new Winnipeg Dodge. They're different. You can check them out, winnipegdodge.com. It's the 18 Over Par podcast with Mike and JR. You suck, you out. Welcome to 18 Over Par with Mike and JR, proudly driven by Jamie Wilkie and the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. I'm JR, he's Mike. And today, we're joined by Derek Instance. He comes from an amazing family of golfers, including his father, Bruce, and sister, Darcy. Derek won two junior championships at the Royal Assiniboine Golf Course. He also took home the trophy at the Carmen Super Scramble. And from time to time, you can find him playing Monday Putter. When he's not hanging out with his family, you can find him on the greens at Glendale. Super excited to bring this guy on, Been wanting to bring him on for a while now. I used to work with him back in the day. And we're going to touch a little bit on a Assiniboine as Assiniboine seems to make its name heard pretty much every single episode, just as this man does. And that is Jamie Wilkie. You can find him at the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. Thank you so much, Wilkes, for helping us out and sponsoring our show. You can improve your ride and your drive when you purchase a new or used vehicle from the former amateur champ. That is Jamie Wilkie. Now, not only will you have better wheels, you also get to go for a round with him At Breezy Bend, when of course these crazy pandemic COVID restrictions ease up. And Derek Instance, you are also going to get yourself an 8-inch custom DQ cake from the Nick and Nikki group of DQs. You can find them at DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park in the Food Court, DQ Niverville and DQ St. Anne's Road. You can follow them on Instagram at DQ Manitoba. And with this heat wave that we're in, I'm sure you and the family are going to absolutely love it. Well, let's kick it off with whereabouts are you now located in the city? You're still in the city?
1: I am still in the city I am in St James Crestview area oh boy um, yeah so actually didn't grow up in St James I've been transplanted here by my wife so uh, Good taste. as much as I, as much <laughs> as I played at Assiniboine I wasn't a, a St James kid yeah which is kind of interesting you
0: weren't like based on proximity so what actually let's start with what actually got you into the game and how did you end up at Assiniboine
1: getting into the game that would go back to my dad. Uh, I would have been three years old. Um, we were actually living in DC at the time he came back home one day after golfing and he had found a, a broken three wood staff and, uh, figured he'd bring it home for me. And, um, yeah, basically re-gripped it for me and then said, here you go. And every round I went out with him after that, uh, we, he just gave me the club, put a ball down and let me, let me swing it basically. Um so that was kind of my start to golf and uh bringing it to Asciniboine my grandparents were uh were members there um and so at I guess about 12 years old is when I became a member for the first time and uh yeah then I basically played my whole junior career if you want to call it that uh leading up till yeah I guess I left there when I was about twenty twenty two, 22 I guess is when I first left uh, Assiniboine from being a member
0: and how many championships did uh, did you win in your junior career
1: there Uh, individually I won two junior championships there Probably should have been more, but, uh, <laughs> I, I, are the you, the,
2: are you the reason why JR uh, doesn't have more junior championships <laughs> under his belt?
1: Well, you know, I, I've been listening to you guys and I've heard how he's struggling with the game of golf and I've in my mind, I'm like, I don't remember JR being all that bad of a golfer. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he, he, back then he, I don't know, he might've been closer than, where he says he's at now, for sure. I, I am. Yeah, I totally. I'm, I'm better. I'm better.
0: I'm better at age twelve, thirteen, fourteen than I am now.
1: Yeah, I thought you were much better than what you're you're talking about in in these uh, shows here, for sure. It's golfing with Mike too much. I think that's what it uh, is. That's
2: right. Well, he's <laughs> he's sandbagging. He's trying to keep that that's handicap
1: right. high. Well, he did grow up at a Cinnaboyne and we were known for that at a Cinnaboyne, So I can appreciate that.
0: Did you ever get that? Because you used to have that old computer at the bone. And mm-hmm. Mooney touched on it a few times where people would just come in and they would literally just get pissed at the computer screen because their handicap would go up. Yeah. I, n- I never got that.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, you, you get all types of golfers and people at, uh, at a member place like that. So you, you come to learn that nothing really should surprise you, really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you get any uh, dq after you won any of those championships what deals do they have on now at dq there mike what deals do they have well yeah. I See, was if you win the assiniboine junior club championship what are you getting
2: <laughs> i was talking to him today and they have a, a we don't talk about the hot eats that often but yes mm. uh, seven dollars for a deluxe cheeseburger meal deal so that's uh, a burger fries a drink and a sundae so that would be pretty enjoyable after uh 18 holes for sure so i double i checked that out and uh they got their new summer blizzard menu so mm. uh, is Kit Kat I, on there Kit Kat. Let me, uh, let me look. I am looking I'm at sure, the list. Here. I'm pretty sure Kit Kat is. <laughs> Don't yeah, worry, Mike. Yeah.
0: I, I got it locked. Kit Kat for sure is, is in there. It might not Kit be. Kit
2: Kat, uh, Girl Scout Thin Mints, mm. Raspberry Fudge Bliss, Frosted Animal Cookie, Nestle Drumstick, Cotton Candy, Brownie Batter, now I'm reading this off an article I found, so hopefully that applies to our friends here at DQ Manitoba. And uh, was Kit Kat but, on there? It, uh, it wasn't, but it you know it, it probably is. I mean, you could probably maybe you could bring your own KitKats and they would blend it up for you. I don't know. I, they might get mad at me for saying that, but
0: uh, just have but, a bunch of people going to DQ <laughs> with, with Kit Kat bars saying, "Hey, put this in my Blizzard." <laughs>
2: Exactly. But uh, yeah, so go check them out. You know, the Pole Park location is still open and uh, they're on Skip the Dishes. So you don't even have to leave your house to get Dairy Queen now DQ. So go check them out. And uh, Father's Day's cakes are coming up. So uh, drop the hint to your better half and uh, get your get the dad a DQ cake. He's he's certainly earned it.
0: Yeah, well, Derek certainly has. He is a dad now of what, two? Uh, yeah, I have
1: two, a nine-year-old and a four-year-old. Have you taken them out golfing? I've taken my nine-year-old out when she was five. And it's probably the reason why I haven't taken out my four-year-old yet. Cause (laughs) I learned from the nine-year-old, it was potty breaks and, uh, not, not wanting to stay on the cart. And yeah, it was a, it was a challenge at first, but uh, I I definitely want to get them into the game, uh, soon and just swinging a club for sure well now being
0: at glendale i guess being mm-hmm. in pressview proximity uh, at glendale uh they have something where if you remember don't you get to take your your kid out so they can play free up to such
1: and such age uh yes they do and uh they also again with this pandemic they normally would have uh on, i believe it's sundays they have like a weekend kind of clinic for oh. juniors um that they run and uh so i was definitely going to get at least our oldest one into, into that this year and probably bring the youngest one with me and just put around on the putting green wall while, while the oldest is doing the clinic. So, um, we'll see when that all transpires, but, uh, yeah. How um, often do you get
0: to go out and swing them now?
1: A little bit more the last two years joining Glendale. Um, I'm th- this year. I'm probably about twice a week on average, uh, Last year, I was probably once every week. And previous to that, I was probably about 10, 15 times a a year only. Um, That's where I'm at right now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's family life unfortunately yeah. like well, I, I say unfortunately it, it's uh <laughs> fuck family all right yeah. Derek
0: we, we, got <laughs> the quote. we got the quote <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we can well, edit that we on can it. edit
1: that yeah <laughs> um but yeah like uh yeah you you i guess your priorities change right yeah you, mm-hmm. you go back to those junior days when i was playing and i I probably when I was 15, 16, 17, I was, I was probably on the golf course every single day. Um, and that just, that just changes with time, occupation, family, whatever else. So, uh, but Hey, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change any of that, uh, for, for anything really. So
0: good good, a good way to, to backtrack those comments. Yeah. I put words in your mouth. Yeah. That's all right. Make sure you finish
1: off the quote now. Yeah, yeah I will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
0: certainly will. Yeah. Do you, do you, I wanted to know <laughs> if you still had that jazz fat cat. Didn't you have a jazz fat cat driver that was like eight or eight and a half degree or what was that thing?
1: I did. Uh, yeah, that's a good memory actually. Uh, until you just said that I totally forgot about it, but yes, I did. Um, and it was, I, it was either an eight or eight and a half. I don't remember. And it was, um, yeah, you know, it was, it worked, it worked for me then. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine hitting something like that now though. Uh, yeah. Just thinking about it, it boggles my mind actually.
0: Yeah. Cause what was Phil hitting? Wasn't it like saying like it was six and a half degree or something when he won the PGA? I thought I saw something like that where it was like I'm not six sure. and a half or something like it was, it was wild.
1: Wow. Yeah. Those guys have a little bit more talent than I did. <laughs> <laughs> Not well, much, but a little bit.
0: Well, the frightening thing is, is like for, for the amount that you, that you won, I would say you were probably, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, the yeah. third best golfer in your family?
1: I would say the second. Oh, okay. All right. I would say the second. Uh, yeah. I'd say the second. My, I'd say my dad was still the number one golfer in our family. Um, later on, I was beating him more often, but. Hmm. Uh, he was more, definitely more consistent. And when it came to big time tournaments or like club champ men's club championships or different events like that, he was, uh, he was better than I was.
2: Derek, do you remember the first time you beat your dad at golf? I feel like that would be a, a, such a memory.
1: Ah, uh, that's a, I don't remember the specific time. No. Um, I, I would st- I would think I was probably around 14, 13, 14, roughly. Um, And it would have been one of those days where I had a hot day and he had a not so hot day type of event. Right, right. And uh, I'm sure I ribbed him quite a bit then, but I don't remember the exact time.
2: Yeah. So hopefully you have another decade before your kids start beating (laughs) you on the golf course.
1: I hope so. I hope so. (laughs) Because
0: you're at, what's your, what's your index at now?
1: Uh, I think the last I looked, I think it's about four, four point, four point four. something, wow. four point four. four. That it is. Oh, there you go. Four four point
2: four. I, I looked at it today. <laughs> uh, pretty oh. good, some pretty good scores down there. I think it was a 74 year last round at Glendale. So that's not too shabby. That was, yeah,
1: my last 18 there. And that was on a super windy day. And it was, uh, I, I really couldn't do anything wrong. Um, that day. So yeah. that was the first time in a while that I've shot a, a score in around that number though.
0: It's probably all that practicing. Cause I remember one time specifically, mm-hmm. it may have been a few times, but at the bone, cause you worked there for a bit too, didn't you?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I had a similar story to you, I guess. Um, going to that, I, I was 14 walking up for my tea time with my dad and Dale was standing on the ramp Um, having a cigarette and and a coffee and a styrofoam cup. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly the view that I remember. And he kinda, he said something to my dad out of earshot of me. And then the next thing he said was, Hey, you want to, you want to work here? (laughs) And I'm like, uh, looked at my dad kind of, and he's, he kind of looked at me like, if you want to go ahead type, type Mm -hmm. deal. And, I said, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And I think I started after that round. I think I came into the shop for a couple hours and started working.
2: Wow. It's just, that, you were, easy. It's
1: you were, just that easy. that uh, <laughs> easy.
2: 11 years old or. I was 14. <laughs> okay, I was 14 yeah. at that time. Yeah. I wasn't Wait. quite as young as JR was when he started. <laughs> and Had you had a, a job before that or that was kind of your first uh, real job kind of thing?
1: Um, that was my first real job. And I, I think I was thinking about that today and I Um, I don't know that I made much over five bucks an hour, uh, at that point in time. (laughs) It wasn't much.
0: I remember you'd have to do some, sometimes you'd, you'd, you'd want it, but you'd also wouldn't want it. You'd have to work the 12 hour days. You do like the 10 or 11 to close. And you're just like, what, what am I doing? Yeah. But then you got the paycheck and like, sweet. Yeah.
1: That's, <laughs> it's amazing what a $800 paycheck looks yeah. like back then.
2: Yeah. 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 And then like JR said, you just spend all the money in the pro shop there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Until you got to the age of about 18 and then it turned into bars. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, on that point, I remember that it was, I don't know if you ever went out, but it was at the time before those, the laws came in where you had to charge a certain amount of money for booze, but there was like that dollar shooter night. I don't know if you went with Timmy G all the time or, or what? There's uh, been a lot
1: of nights I've gone out with Timmy G. Um, <laughs> I don't remember ever doing the dollar shooters. He's a couple of years older than right. I am. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, I don't remember ever doing the dollar ones, but I definitely remember a lot of nights that, uh, between Movado's and Tijuana was back when I was 18. Anyway, uh, were those those were the two spots that we went to quite often, and I really don't think I had much money after that summer. So. Shout out to Timmy G. That's yeah, cool. yeah he, he does that to you <laughs> <does> that, yeah. <laughs>
2: shout out to movado's yeah, that
1: was a, too yeah what a great place that was <laughs> that was wednesday night karaoke <laughs> yeah
2: i think yeah and wings were there too i think and you're eating your wings while they're singing karaoke maybe maybe i'm getting my wing night mixed up but that
0: sounds, right. sounds about right sounds about right though wednesday wing night karaoke timmy g was a big uh, still is i think a big karaoke guy when when you can get out and do it. Did you ever do, did you ever sing karaoke with him or did he ever pull you up there to
1: sing? No, I was his, uh, Simon, I was his Simon Cowell. (laughs) I I wouldn't, yeah, I don't, I've been up there once or twice with him and I was probably extremely drunk to do that. Um, but mostly he would just come back to the table and I'd tell him he was shitty or not shitty. And, uh, and then we would move on from there and yeah. (laughs) <laughs> then we could do, I mean, do it all over again
2: <laughs> i was gonna ask you what your go-to karaoke song was if you if you were singing and we would have our second uh, musical act of the podcast because our, our first one was uh, ryan bellyhandro there and he he went with his go-to karaoke song uh, zombies by the uh, cranberries and that was uh, i thought it was pretty entertaining
1: yeah you're not getting a song out of me Uh, i i have definitely not had enough beers tonight not Not yet anyway
0: (laughs) have you you bumped into ryan Bellihandro bell the newest member at glendale there
1: (laughs) uh no i don't believe i have i've seen the name on the Mm t-sheet but i have not ran into him as of yet i i play generally weekend mornings i don't know when he would normally play um and then usually one night through the week i'll I'll try and sneak out there, but, uh, I have not run into him as of yet.
0: Do you have a group that you usually go with now at Glendale and barring, like these restrictions yeah. weren't happening. Do you have a, a yeah. group of guys that you, you go out
1: with? Uh, yeah, typically I've kind of joined up with a couple groups that play uh Saturday, Sunday mornings. Uh, a couple of the guys play Monday putter. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I, I've joined them and kind of play with them on the weekend mornings.
0: And I wanted to go back to, to a and if you, if you had a favorite staffer.
1: Oh, well, you Jr. But, uh, of course, but outside Softball of question. you, yeah, outside of you, uh, you know, I, I've probably stayed closest to Tim, mm-hmm. uh, Timmy G he was in my wedding party. Um, yeah, we're still really good friends play hockey together and, um, Yeah. He'd probably like, I, like, you know, we worked with a lot of uh, really good people there Mm -hmm. and um, there's a lot of people that came through there as well (laughs) in the time that we were both there. Um, But yeah, there's, there's a lot of good, good people we worked with. And, but Timmy has been the closest uh, since, since working there for sure.
0: Do you have any good SO stories that you remember off the top of your head?
1: Oh, SO stories. Yeah. You know, I got to say about Esso is I I was thinking you'd kind of mentioned him in the past and I, I'm thinking back to my career and how he was so kind of at the time I didn't really, really pay too much attention or didn't like it even really. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But he was, he was so um, customer centric, I guess is probably the best way to put it. And the way he treated and expected us to treat the members there and the way he made that golf course um was really second to none and uh so just that about dale was was so awesome um and uh yeah obviously um yeah he was just he was just an awesome guy um, at the time he was pretty hard on us at at certain points and we uh yeah sure it was it could be frustrating but uh you look back on it now after being in a career for as long as we've been now. And, uh, you think he's, yeah, it's like, nah, that wasn't, he wasn't so offside there for sure. Um, but yeah, funny, funny, uh, the things I think about with Dale is, is his putting, uh, his putters. <laughs> um, he had so many putters and so many, he was doing so many things with that, those putters. It's, it's, there was one day we, we went out and he was showing me, I, I was probably, I think I was probably fourteen, fifteen, And he's like, I took all of what he gave me and, and kind of ran with it for a couple of weeks. And I played with him a couple other times. And every time I played with him, he was a different putter. He was complaining about putting. He couldn't make a thing. And I thought to myself, I'm like, why did I just listen to him for <laughs> as long as I did about putting? <laughs> because he doesn't he he doesn't even trust himself he doesn't he doesn't know what he's doing he's it seems that way and i'm like and i'm like why why are we like yeah so uh, a lot of my stuff with dale it it what i remember is is more him on the putting greens and uh just just the things he tried to go through i guess uh to, to get to where he needed to be or where he wanted to be, I guess. Yes, yeah.
2: Was uh, was one of the tips on putting he gave you was to fill the shaft of the putter with uh, sand from the bunker.
1: <laughs> uh, no, but I do remember that putter vividly, uh, along with many others. Yeah, that was one uh, Bailey
2: had. Uh, Bailey Asipanko had mentioned yeah. on the pod, and uh, that was pretty funny to hear
1: yeah he uh yeah he had some different uh, different ideas it's outside the box <laughs> ideas i would say yeah uh, yeah absolutely with the lead tape
0: and yeah sand which i forgot about and i also forgot about the the lead tape and and another cool thing that always happened and then moons touched on it last episode as well was the assiniboine mm-hmm. cup it was always yeah. your dad and i think you were always on the mad dogs as well it was yesopanko englishman mm-hmm. and then um like instance mad dogs and every labor day weekend you go out there and it was it was like a Ryder cup yeah it was really what it was and i'm pretty sure the mad dogs won a lot um especially in in my time there unless esso was cherry picking people i'm not exactly sure how that went down
1: yeah i don't know how that all how the teams all broke out um I don't even know how all the captaincies kind of work those. Uh, <laughs> all I remember is those weekends were a lot of fun. Um, mm. Absolutely. And, and there was a lot of uh, real good competition uh, back then for sure. I don't know how I haven't been to a in probably two years since I've played there last. And uh, I know there's a lot of people from when I was there that have now moved on to wherever. Um but yeah, we had a lot of good competition, a lot of fun, uh, a lot of fun nights, and and different events for sure that were were exciting.
0: And have you seen kind of too with your daughters being where they? are Well, I guess mainly your nine year old, but seen an uptick in juniors because we're hearing a lot about that now. Because when we were playing at a Cinnabon, I think I mentioned there was like around hundred juniors or close to it, and then it really, uh, yeah. and really dwindled off. Kind of when when I left there around eighteen, nine. Well, I was about yeah nineteen twenty. Years older, seemed like they were it was struggling to get juniors out in golf, and all of a sudden, it seems like there's a resurgence. So, have you seen that at
1: Glendale or, or elsewhere? Uh, there's there's definitely more um, there's more kids at Glendale than there like there's more kids this year at Glendale than there was last year. Um, Glendale's kind of a it's a tougher course. Uh, like one thing they've done over the last two years, uh, and this is just through talking to some of the guys that uh, they've. They've put up some some forward keys, we'll call them. Uh, Glendale can be tough uh, playing it, even from the whites or the, or the ladies for that matter. So they've put up some even even further up keys um, to give some juniors a better opportunity. That was the one thing I and like you said, yeah. When we were at Assiniboine, uh, we were we were pretty much maxed out for juniors for as as far as I remember it, and um, they had an unreal junior program at that time i think i think the key is a junior golf is is just making it accessible for them making it fun making it uh just allowing them get out there and and not get frustrated just to enjoy the game um so i think glendale's doing a good job of that now um to uh, promote getting junior golf onto that golf course for sure
0: do they have any parent child tournaments like you and your dad used to win every
1: single year at a cinema. <laughs> you, you know what? You guys said that. And I, I only remember winning twice. Only twice. Okay. Only, only twice. twice, twice. Yeah. But, but in fairness, <laughs> in fairness, I was, when we won uh, twice, I think I was 17 and 18, probably. Um, and my dad was probably, if he wasn't club champ those years, he was second or in around there. And, uh, and I was winning junior club champs, but I think probably the two years leading up to us actually winning, we were expected to win and it was always an alternate shot event. Mm -hmm. And it was usually me, I can't really blame him. We would we'd screw it up somehow. It was probably similar to my my the junior championships. I had screwed it up somehow. And uh yeah, but we won we won we did win two of them. I think in our last year we actually shot one under alternate shot yeah. on nine holes. Wow. But the, uh yeah. no the big format deal is the
2: format is just nine holes, alternate shot, or... Uh, it was just it? a... Yeah, it was
1: a nine-hole alternate shot event. Uh, yeah, uh, cinnamon did quite a few of those in a year. JR might be able to comment on it, but I think... I want to say we did about three, 3 nine-hole events that were just individually based. Uh, a parent-child, um, an opening, a closing scramble, and then the club championship. So there's quite a few events that kids were able to play in and that kind of gave them a, a sense of we'll, we'll call it tournament golf but uh, uh, and you, I don't I don't know what Glendale has currently if they have any events like that for junior golfers to be honest other than like a club championship
0: did you end up playing in any um, any uh, provincial junior championships or national junior championships or even any amateurs or mid-amateurs
1: I played I played in one or two juniors. Um, I played in, they used to have in Manitoba. It was the I think it was called the jazz Manitoba open. I want to say that sounds familiar, but it was an event that was, it was kind of unique that it was, it, you can be an amateur or a pro playing in it. And, um, You, yeah, it was just an, it was just an open tournament really. And then they had event like uh, prizes for top pros, um, top amateurs and that sort of thing. So I remember playing in, I think I played in one or two of those. And then I played in a mid amateur later on. uh, I guess I was 25 plus. I don't even remember the year it was. And it was at Breezy Bend, whatever year that was. And uh, I think I want to say I made the cut, but, or maybe there wasn't a cut that year the way, you made sense. it. <laughs> I, I, I played three days. I want to say, but it, it wasn't pretty. But I played them, and then I really haven't played much uh, in competitively other than just club championship last year at Glendale. How do you do in that? Uh, last year, uh, shitty. Yeah. I don't know if that's blunt enough for you, but, uh, yeah, yeah that shitty. answers the question. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Do you, do you get
0: to play uh, Monday putter or you're not uh, quite tight on the game yet? Tight enough on the game yet to, to play Monday putter.
1: I played, I played three, three or four rounds last year, uh, Monday putter. And then I, this year I have not played at all. We've only played as a group, I think three, two or three games and uh, then everything got shut down. So hopefully we can get back up and running in the near future and maybe play the remainder of the season, but well, that remains to be seen.
0: And I can't remember cor- correctly and you may n- know, but I think there was one year where it was like your dad, it was Heinrichs Legace may have been in there where I think it's in one qualified for a group.
1: Uh, we did actually, I was on that team. Uh, there was, uh, yeah. Heinrichs, uh, I think, uh, there, I think James Brown was there at that time. Uh, I'm trying to, I think it was Mike green and Daryl Hanstead. Those guys were okay. Yeah. Uh, decent, golfers there um Wait,
2: that's uh james brown the singer and mike green the <laughs> nhl player yeah exactly
1: exactly yeah all okay. at the bone yeah they had a life before they got famous they got yeah. famous at the bone first <laughs> um and then uh yeah i don't remember who else was on i think carrie Philian might have been there at the time still mm. Hmm. Um, we yeah, we had a we had quite a group. I want to say there was about eight or nine of us that were probably five handicaps or less for sure
0: mm-hmm. at that point. And it just goes to show, yeah, that uh, as soon as that uh, that stopped, well, now boyne has been been in B for a while, but that's okay. At least you get to go out yeah. there and play some
1: competitive golf. Well, is Glendale in A or are they in B? Uh, they're in B this year. Yeah, okay. We were in A. We were in A last year and got shellacked.
0: Oh, okay. Ooh. That's well, probably because yeah. you were playing in those uh, three or four times that you were out there.
2: Uh, Derek, you mentioned you're, you're a member at, at Glendale and uh, episode seven guest Belly Handro hosted uh, me, JR and Moons there early May. And uh, there's a few things I wanted to touch on because it, it, was, it was the course was even looking pretty Darn good then. Uh the 75th anniversary. I thought that was pretty cool. I gotta compliment them on their great branding. Uh, you know, the hats, the t-shirts, even the flags had the branding. And then even the their own beer, Glen Lager. Do you are you a fan of the Glen Lager?
1: I am a fan of it. Yeah, it's uh I, I probably have one at least every round I'm playing for sure
2: yeah no it's it's great it's tasty and then they had i like how they had the course map right on the can that was great yeah
1: did you notice did you notice with that can that there's actually the original course is part of the can and then the the course the way it sits now is the other part of the can if you oh, ever nice. notice the map on it there's two different course layouts there
2: yeah didn't i didn't notice that. notice that i was all over the course so i was trying to <laughs> I was trying to bring the can into the bushes with me to get a, a layout of uh, where to shoot my next shot, but uh, That's fair. maybe, maybe if they ever have us back there, uh, we'll, I'll have to take another look, but uh, cause when we were there uh hole five and hole six, there was temporary greens. I think hole five, they had just redone. So is that yes. fixed up now?
1: Uh, hole five is not, it's still a temporary green. They, they completely redid that green towards the end of last year. Um, so that one's still a temporary green hole six is playing as regular green now. Okay. Yeah. Even hole five looked pretty, pretty
2: minty when we were there in early May, but yeah, it looks like they did a great job. Yeah. And, uh, the other thing I love at Glendale is that patio. It's just right in the middle of everything. You got the putting green, the, the driving range is right there. And it's just like a hub of activity. It's, it's great.
0: Yeah. Great for COVID times. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it sucks. It sucks right now that we can't use it. Yeah. Exactly. Right.
1: Right. Um, I, typically Friday nights, they would have, uh, bands out there or, or someone singing, playing guitar whatever. Um, so it's kind of a, an event and it's, uh, yeah, like you say, it's, it's just a nice spot to be for sure. Yeah.
2: And we had some great food. I know Jr. had a, a falafel wrap, I think, and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I had uh, I just had another two Glen loggers for lunch that day. But <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to ask you if you had a favorite menu item at the at the Glendale Patio that we should check out.
1: Uh, you know what? The only thing I've had on the patio this year, due to everything that's gone on, is has been. <laughs> it's going to sound funny. A hot. Um, <laughs> and the only reason I had it was because I wanted a Glen Logger, and I couldn't have a Glen Logger. Um, but they they do make excellent food there. Um, had last year uh, many meals in their restaurant, and uh, yeah, they make a lot of uh, really good items for sure.
2: Yeah, and not to keep pumping Glendale's tires, but uh, no free ads here. But, yeah, okay. uh, I loved their beer selection, their local beer selection in the, in, in, in the, the patio bar there. That was great. You know, I think they had little brown jug and uh, torque and maybe some half pints. I'm not sure. Uh, you got any favorites that you, you pick beyond the L- Glen
1: loggers? I'm uh yeah, I'm little brown jug is good. Like their are 19, uh, was it 1919? I think that's what it's called. Uh, yeah. little brown jug anyway. Yeah. Um, I actually, I, I have that in my my house uh quite often. And, uh, you got a keg of it. You just got it on tap. I, I do have it on tap. Actually. You can, uh, it's right there on tap. <laughs>
0: yep. um,
1: bought, bought a keg fridge a year and a half ago for that very reason. I'm not going to lie. Smart man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That's great. Can't wait
2: to come over there.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: But, uh, you know, I wanted to, those were my questions uh, about Glendale. I thought it was, you know, it's a, certainly a, a great, uh, facility and uh, it's close. It's a good St. James uh, course, and uh, I look forward to getting back out there soon. And it, Absolutely. Is, on,
0: it is on the Golf Canada app. And I remember I did have it open, but the Golf Canada app always kills my phone. But Mike, you touched on it last episode where you actually contacted Golf Canada because his handicap and Derek, I don't think you've probably yeah. ever seen it, it's dropped, it dropped five strokes. <laughs> Your index dropped five. And I don't think yeah, that ever it's happened.
1: Probably- <laughs> There's, there's probably something going on there that's not quite right. Yeah. So you contacted yeah. the
0: Mike. So what was the end
1: result?
2: Well, I called the uh, toll-free uh, number. I wasn't going to pay the long-distance <laughs> charges. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I waited on hold, only for like less than a minute. And uh, then I chatted with Michael at Golf Canada. Shout out to Michael. He was very helpful. Uh, I told him my situation, gave him my membership number there. And then he looked at at my recent scores and he recognized right away there is an error and so basically he explained it as there's two there was too many exceptional score adjustments and I had to look this up and I'm still not 100% on what this (laughs) means but I guess I had a lot of scores that were a lot lower than my handicap and the algorithm like automatically deducted, like two indexes for each one. Uh, So you broke the app. You broke the algorithm. Yeah, (laughs) I just, I'm just, uh, I'm an exceptional golfer. (laughs) and uh, So he reset it somehow and uh, it's now back up to 16, which is, I guess, more believable or more in line with what my actual handicap is. So thanks, Michael, for getting that all straightened out.
1: I don't think Mooney and Levin's are going to be as happy with that. I don't know from, <laughs> from the last episode anyway.
2: <laughs> they will not. No, no, no. they'll, they'll uh, put an asterisk on that handicap for sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you made the call, you put in the effort and they've, they figured it out. Cause that's a, uh, that is a, a huge drop. And we still want so, you to be the, the assiniboine ways of being the sandbagger and ensure <laughs> that, you know, your, your index is where it should be, or maybe a little bit higher than where it should be.
2: I think so. Yeah, exactly. So if you guys want to get your handicap up, just call Golf Canada. And yeah, and ask for Michael.
0: He'll do it. <laughs> you want three strokes in your handicap? Call Michael at Golf Canada. He'll figure it out for you.
2: I, I sent him an e-transfer right after <laughs> that.
0: <laughs> you got to make their money somehow. Uh, we're, we are in the heart of uh, the, the NHL playoffs right now and uh, Derek yourself, you've been playing and coaching hockey now uh, as well, although we can't really coach this year. So what what did you coach before all these restrictions shut everything down?
1: Uh, I was coaching in the Manitoba Women's Junior Hockey League. Um, Yeah, I've been doing that for, I guess, the last, well, if you include this past year, we'll say six years. We kind of started the year, but never really got to anything. Um. Yeah. So that's where I've been coaching.
2: what team is that? Is that Western Predators? It it is. Yeah.
1: That's pretty impressive that you found that. And uh, I'm
2: a, I'm a big follower of the women's junior hockey league. Perfect.
1: Perfect. And yes, that is the, that is the team I, uh, I help coach. I coach with my, uh, my brother-in-law and, uh, yeah, actually we're, we're the reigning champs, uh, from, I guess, 2019, uh, <laughs> 20, yeah, I guess that's when it would be. So, uh, yeah. So we still hold that, uh, championship today cause we couldn't award it to anybody last year. <laughs> well, how, how many,
0: many, yeah. I was gonna how many teams, how many teams are, are in that league? Uh, seven, seven good. teams. Yeah. And is it so just, there's, uh,
1: yeah, go yeah, ahead. But, Oh, as I was just to say, there's uh, so it's just basically, we all play out of the ice plex. Um, and yeah, at the beginning of the year, they basically take all the rookies coming out of high school or um, or I guess double a midget. can't call it that anymore. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We'll be politically correct here. Uh, That's what it was called for a long time. It it was. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, I think U 17 now or whatever they call Mm it. Um, Yeah. So I, they basically take all the rookies and we draft, we watch them play for three nights uh, just in scrimmages. And then we do a draft at the end of it all. And we draft players to our teams and we just keep our veterans from the years prior. It's almost like a fantasy hockey league. It sounds like it, kind of is. Yeah, absolutely. A keeper it's, league.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh yeah it's it's good for how, sure. How many games do you guys actually play in a year?
1: Uh twenty eight is a regular season schedule, and then uh, then playoffs are usually well anywhere from I guess, I guess two if you get knocked out in the best of three, two mm-hmm. games straight. Uh, but and then yeah, I guess you can play up to it's it's a best of three a best of three and then a best of five for the finals so
0: do you see any of the uh, any of the athletes they they go pro after that or you kind of either when you come out of i guess high school or whatever do you do you make the jump right then and there or do you go to play junior
1: first Yeah, so most of the junior, like most of the kids out of U17, like if they're playing AAA, A, whatever, if they have the opportunity to go to university, that's when they're going to go do that. Mm. Um, Our league is probably more set for the kids that are going to university that still want to play at a competitive level, but aren't playing university hockey. Okay. Yeah. Still sounds
0: like a a super fun competitive league, though. I, myself, uh, I'm not like Mike. I'm not... Uh, huge into that. I haven't been watched a hell of a lot of hockey either since being you know, <laughs> a, a dad. I don't yeah. clean up shit and then go to sleep. That's about all I do. <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, <Fair>. uh, <laughs> certainly recently, uh, you know, with, women's hockey being televised more and they're, you know, they're pushing to, to get a professional team in, or sorry, a professional league in Uh, that's been great to watch on TV. And, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I think they're going the. I heard the other day, I think on chicklets, you know, they're, you know, they're going the right way about getting another league going in partnership with the NHL. Uh, I don't know if you can touch on that at all, but
1: yeah, I don't know too much about it, um, but I, I definitely think there needs to be more um, more women's hockey out there and and I'm at a, I guess publicized more. I guess is probably the best way to put it. Um, mm. It's uh, yeah, you know what? At that level, it's 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 quality hockey. It's uh, fun to watch. Um, I just don't. Yeah, they just don't get a fair shake. I guess is probably the best way to put it. One more question.
2: Go for uh, it, you know. Sure? You know, a person of your skill must get invited a lot to like scramble tournaments or those types of events. Are there any annual tournaments that you do, or any that stand out? Obviously, right now everything is canceled, but hopefully, we can get some tournaments in uh, before the end of the summer.
1: Uh yeah, we. Uh, I guess there's a couple in terms of tournaments like that. I. Um, uh, well, I guess one, going back to playing with my dad and we, uh, Carmen used to do a super scramble. Um, that was a pretty, that was pros, amateurs, whatever else. Uh, we used to do, um, basically a, an all out four man scramble one year. We won that, uh, shooting 21 under par. Uh, I believe, I believe it was 21. It was 20 or 21 under par at Carmen. Wow. Uh, and yeah, we ended up winning, uh, I think we won Sony PlayStation threes that year. All Whoa. of us. Wow. Everyone, and, everyone. And, won. Wow. and we know. bet on ourselves on the Calcutta and <laughs> we I think we won about 200 bucks a guy on that Holy because shit. no one else bet on us. So we won, <laughs> we won everybody else's money. So that was, that was nice. That's awesome. <laughs> um, Who was on yeah, that team? Then, do you remember? Uh, so there was, uh, so my dad, um, Chris Urimkwich, Oh, Okay. Yeah um and uh one of my buddies who used to be an assistant pro at Toulon end Bridges uh my buddy Kevin nice yeah
0: 20 or 21 under that it is was, yeah something like that yeah yeah yeah, just, yeah was, just getting into double digits in a scramble is usually a chore whenever you play the like when we play Mike on, on those tournaments whether it's the knuckers tournament or whatever it might be it's like holy smokes we just Sometimes yeah. you struggle to make par every hole and let alone if you didn't make birdie you guys are like kicking each other.
2: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what a treat. That's awesome. Mm. That's uh that's great. Well, that's uh that's it for me, JR.
0: All right. Well, then let's get into the back 9 lightning round. It is driven by Jamie Wilkie and the new Winnipeg Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram feed in the Point West Auto Park. They are open during COVID and they'll be Surely happy to see you. They all got smiles on behind those masks. And you can check out Jamie Wilkie, or you can connect with him at WinnipegDodge They're different. Mm.
2: Some great stuff. Great stuff over at Winnipeg Dodge. I, I, <laughs> what I are you driving any... this week? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this week, what am I driving? Um, maybe like a uh, a Jeep like, Wrangler. Maybe get, just get a... hot, drop the Wrangler, drop the sides,
0: yeah. yeah, and get the air blowing in. <laughs> the natural air put
2: my uh tank top shirt on and (laughs) yeah yeah, just feel that air against my skin i like that it's good
0: where's sunscreen
2: yeah that's true uh that's uh it's dangerous out there with that sun these but uh so i'm sure you've uh you're familiar with the back nine lightning round with is that correct
1: uh, i no, never listened to you guys before. Thank you. Thank you for your listenership. Oh, yeah. We yeah. appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. We can <laughs> we can edit that. Who, who
1: are you again? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so the uh, the first question here,
1: have you ever got a hole in one? Uh, yeah, I have three of them actually. Wow.
2: Oh, nonchalant. When was, how old were you when you were your first hole in one?
1: Uh, the first one, uh, kind of a funny story, I guess. I was, I was 14. I was playing with my grandpa. Um, and I was playing with two other guys in his group. So older gentlemen, um, they always played for money and I get on, got in on their, "Quote unquote money game" that my grandpa was going to cover me for. Um, so making a hole in one day, hole in one on that day, cost them seventy five cents a piece on that hole. And oh shit, I was uh, I was never allowed to play for money with them again after that because of that. Like these guys probably had more money than I know what to do with, but uh, seventy
0: five cents. That's, that that seventy five
1: cents was not uh, not a good thing. Um. Yeah, so that that was my first one. That was on the fourth hole at Assiniboine. Uh, my second one, I think I was somewhere between 16 and 18 years old. I don't know the exact age, but I, again, the fourth hole at Assiniboine. And then my last one was two two or three years ago. The last year Meadows was open um, on the, I guess it's the, it was the sixth hole over the water kind of right at Lage there. Um, that part three and uh, that was my that was my last one. Do you still have the balls or not? I do not actually, I don't believe I do. I might have the first one somewhere in this, in my house. Like if, if I do, it's, I have no idea where it is. It's, it's in your bag. It, <laughs> I, I know the last one is definitely somewhere else. Cause I kept using it after I got the hole in one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, talking about golf balls, do you have a preferred brand that you use?
1: Uh, yeah. Pro V ones, Titleist Pro V ones. I tried the TP fives, the TP five picks that those little triangles all over them. Mm-hmm. Uh, tried those last year for a bit and uh, I just came back to the, the pro V ones.
2: Yeah. And you're buying them new, you're buying them new. You're not buying them used like me.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, what, what I do is I see, I try and uh, position my family to buy them for birthdays and uh, Christmas, Christmas for me. Nice. And uh, that way I don't actually have to put out the money for it.
2: Yeah, I'll well believe. Father Father's Day is coming up, so you might get a Uh, A case of Pro V ones and maybe a DQ cake, hopefully, or even,
0: or even you can get your own DQ Kit Kat Blizzard. Just bring your Kit Kat to any Nick and Nikki's DQs, and they will put it in the Blizzard and mix it up
1: for you. They they are not going to like you, Jr. They are not going to like you. He can can blame it on me for suggesting it, but
2: um, fair enough. I should. I'm not sure. I should probably do do my research a little bit better, but uh, I. I, every day I'm just eating those $7 deluxe burger meals. So uh, I don't, I don't look at the blizzards, but, uh, so uh, next one here, what is your favorite course in Manitoba?
1: Uh, that's a good question. I, you know, I really enjoy playing Carmen. Um, it's, I, I don't know what it is about it cause there's nothing really, I wouldn't say overly spectacular. It's just a fun course to play. Um, like there's a lot of scenic courses like the Granite Hills, the uh, those types. But uh, I think Carmen would probably be my one that I enjoy most. Yeah. I, I hear a lot
2: about it. It comes up a lot in uh, like message boards about Winnipeg Golf and Manitoba Golf. I've never been there, uh, but it's certainly on my bucket list to go check out for sure.
1: I definitely recommend it.
2: Uh, speaking of bucket list, do you have a, mm. <laughs> do you have a, a bucket list Manitoba course where
1: you've, you've, you've never been, but you want to get out there. Uh, yeah, there's quite a few really. I, I've heard good things about Nipah. Um, I've heard really good things about Gilbert Plains. Um, I think it's Oak Island out, uh, kind of the burden mm. area. Yep. And the other one I hear a lot about is Buffalo. I think it's Buffalo Point. Oh, or yes, Buffalo, yeah. Buffalo Point. Sandhills or whatever they call yeah. it there.
2: Yeah. Um, and land of the sand hills. Well, yeah, Buffalo mm-hmm. Point there out east. And, uh, yeah, they got a they usually got a pretty good, like, all-inclusive kind of deal. You stay at the cabins there and then nice yeah. facility out Absolutely. there. If you're going up to Nipua, I think uh, Gilbert Plains is just an hour past there. You can hit Nipua, drive through Riding Mountain, hit Clear Lake, and then hit up to uh, Gilbert Plains.
0: Or you could Absolutely. just use Google Maps and figure it out without uh, Mike telling you where to go.
2: No, just give me a <laughs> call. Work, uh, I got I subscribe to MapQuest. Oh um, nice. Yeah, so On I, I, find, I, yeah. Yeah, I find that to be a better navigation uh, tool than than Google. It's a little okay. bit uh, you know it's it's a little behind. It's not up to date, but uh, you know, they got more colorful pictures and 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 I like to I like to print out the instructions, but uh, <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Um, so next one here what is the most memorable course that you have ever played
1: Uh, so I guess on that I got so I played I was able to play Kapalua uh, two two and a half years ago Um, so from a famous perspective I would say that one uh, the scenery around it the course itself was just unbelievable that's out um, in uh, Hawaii, is that correct? That is in, yeah, on uh, in Maui. Uh, so, yeah, it's yeah, it's a spectacular golf course. Um, the one, I was out in Cabo uh, ooh, probably about four or five years ago, and there's a golf course called Quivera. Uh, it was, at that point, had been open for about a month. It was a Jack Nicholas design, or it is a Jack Nicholas design course. Um that was probably the most picturesque golf course I have ever seen in my life. Um, and I would definitely recommend seeing pictures of it at the very least. Um, cause it's, it's pretty spectacular.
2: Nice. Yeah. I've never heard of that. I'll have to, I'll have to look it up and mm-hmm. me and Jr. will have to take the, uh, private jet down there once the borders are open.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, with the private
0: jet, you don't even have to wait for the borders to open. We can just take it now. That's true, yeah. yeah. With, that's all the, right. with all this money coming in from the Nick and Nikki group of DQs <laughs> and their Kit Kat blizzard. <laughs> all right, um, that's the last no, time I'm going to mention that.
2: <laughs> no laws when you're eating blizzards, I think is the, uh, right. is that what the kids say? I'm yeah. not sure. So let's say you got a PJ, you got the private jet, Derek. What mm-hmm. is your bucket list course anywhere in the world? What do you what, what is the top course that you want to get out to?
1: Well, I know as everybody else has said, the cliche answer is Augusta, Mm -hmm. um, but it would be my answer.
2: Yeah. Well, let me stop you there. I did today open. They opened the tickets for twenty twenty two masters. So I put in my application to win right tickets nice. and uh, we'll see if that works or see if hopefully we can even get down there by then. But I like how they call it an application and it's not like an entry or like a lottery because <laughs> they like probably like review. Yeah, they're like, going to vet you hard. Exactly. For sure. They will. This guy has a podcast. I don't think so. But uh,
1: so second in line would be uh, it would be somewhere overseas that shall not be mentioned on this podcast. Cause I've heard it mentioned many times prior to today. <laughs>
2: is it in the, is it in the United kingdom?
1: It's that, that region, general region.
2: Yeah. Well, and and you look like you have some, some Scottish heritage perhaps.
1: Uh, uh there's a little bit. Yeah. There's a little bit in my, in my bloodlines for sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so St. Andrews,
1: what a great place! I didn't say that.
2: <laughs> St. Andrews Old Course. Now, yeah, you gotta put do your research, and uh, it's it's tough to get a tee time unless you know someone. But uh, yeah, I, that was amazing. It's a great place. Go there.
1: Yeah, I'm, I, I am a little jealous that you've played there, uh, and I definitely am looking forward to the day that I I will play that golf course in my lifetime. Absolutely, that, that is a guarantee.
2: I'm already like planning my trip back. Like it's, it was that amazing. But, uh, I think part of it was, it was also like I waited for a tea time and that was part of the experience. And, and, and I don't think it will, well, it still would have been memorable, but it was a great story to, to wait like six hours outside and, and then, you know,
0: try and get play a golf. tea
2: time. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't play too bad. I had a caddy. The caddy helped me out pretty good. So, <laughs> anyways, but uh, that's great, St. Andrews. But first, first Augusta, then in St. Andrews. Well, I'm sure uh, we'll we'll talk to our people here and see what we can do. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what is your career low round? Uh,
1: 65 twice. Oh, was that at uh, Cinnaboy? Both at Cinnaboy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Nice. Nice. I got, I think I got my low round at a Cinnabon and, uh, it was not 65. <laughs>
0: it was not, not 65. Yeah. <laughs> was that's not, that's pretty impressive <laughs> to do that twice. Was it in the same year?
1: Uh, no, It would have been a couple years apart.
0: Okay. Was that when you were yeah. a junior or was it,
1: uh, uh, no, I would have been, I would have been adult at that point. Probably, probably early to mid twenties, I would say.
0: Wow. It's just unfathomable, at least for Mike and
1: I. It it feels that way now when I play golf. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Which is kind of frustrating at times, knowing what you could have done at one point. Right,
0: yeah. And what you can do now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and uh,
2: question eight here, and that we've we've kept on here because it's interesting to hear what people say. But uh, recent rule changes allow you to leave the pin in while putting. Uh, taking COVID rules out of this equation, do you ever putt with the pin in, or do you still remove the pin when allowed?
1: Uh, so I'm kind of uh, long putts. I can care less. Can stay in, come out doesn't make a difference. As long as I can see where the cup is um, shorter putts, probably usually within 10 feet or a little bit further out. But if I feel I can make it, I like the pin out personally, but it doesn't bother me to putt with the pin in. I just, that's just a preference.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You grew up with pulling the pin. So I imagine that exactly so I'm more familiar.
1: Absolutely.
0: Awesome. And- I still leave. What's that Jerry? Oh, I was just going to say, and yet, you dunked a hole in one with the pin in and got 75 cents for that hole. So maybe you yeah. shouldn't leave the pin in all the time.
1: Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, maybe <laughs> that's true.
0: But yeah, both Mike and I, we've mentioned numerous times. We like the pin out.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, uh, like I, don't, I, I don't think I uh, mentioned that. He's putting
2: it? words <laughs> in my mouth. I thought I, you, did.
0: I, I thought you I, said you wanted the pin out. No,
2: I, I I like to have it in now, and uh, oh, maybe because right. you want
0: to yeah bank it like bar down or <laughs> when the wind's blowing it.
2: I think I like it for for aiming, you know, and it, mm-hmm. that my depth perception is uh, getting weary in my old age, and uh, and I like it for that depth perception and something to look at. But yeah, maybe anything inside of three feet, I'm fine. It's nice to pull that pin and mm-hmm. and see it drop, but uh, I don't mind the pin.
0: I'm sorry for putting words in your mouth again, Mike.
2: Well, do your, do your research, JR. <laughs> know,
0: damn it. It's been a rough show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> for both of us. So uh, our flagship question of the back nine lightning round, Derek, uh, don't don't be afraid to be out of the box here. What is your favorite condiment?
1: Our Right now, I'd have to say it's a roasted garlic and chili aioli. Whoa. Ooh. That is and way you, off the board. Yeah. That sounds yeah. delicious, though. It is from Costco oh, is okay. where I got that from, yeah. and, and it's then, awesome.
2: <laughs> some French fries with that, or are you putting it on your uh, your your deluxe cheeseburger from DQ? <laughs> uh,
1: sounds Yeah. Good cheeseburgers i still stick with the the typicals uh wow. but yeah french fries i can definitely do that with chicken fingers uh yeah does it come Pretty in much a squeeze bottle or no it is a squeeze that bottle is, yeah. okay nice yeah
2: Mm. nice and because it's from costco is it like a five
1: gallon (laughs) pail of it Uh, well you have to buy two at a time because they come packaged (laughs) together could you imagine (laughs) squeezing a five gallon
0: tube of that (laughs) yeah exactly
2: (laughs) i was thinking like just a a big paint bucket full of aioli and you got a you got a big ladle and you slop it on extra sloppy
0: (laughs) that sounds delicious so now i'm hungry (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, have to get some aioli and some, some French fries. Mm-hmm. But uh, that wraps up the uh, back nine lightning rounds. Yeah,
0: and it's driven by Jamie Wilkie and the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. They are still open for business during these crazy COVID times. You can check them out at winnipegdodge.com. They will be super happy to see you. They're awesome down there. And thanks again to Wilkes for coming uh, and being a part of this show. We'll have to talk to him a little bit later on uh, down the road here. And also, D.I., just for coming on. You get an eight inch custom DQ cake for you and the family from the Nick and Nikki group of DQs. You can check them out on Instagram at DQ Manitoba or visit them. DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park in the Food Court, DQ Niverville and DQ St. St. Anne's Road. And as Mike also mentioned, you can get them on Skip the Dishes.
2: Yeah, go check them out. And uh, thank you, Derek. Uh, This has been an absolute pleasure.
0: Yeah, thank you guys. It's been awesome uh, catching up, and hopefully we'll maybe get to see you down at Glendale when all these restrictions uh, ease. You can invite us, invite us down there, and we'll have some Glen Lager and check out the design on the can.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye bye. And you can count on me
2: waiting for
0: you in the parking lot. You're late for your tea time, as per usual. It's twelve twelve, but you wouldn't know. The clock in your piece-of-shit ride just blinks eights at you. It's embarrassing. You find the parking stall the farthest away from the clubhouse. It can't be seen in your shitbox. You know you're gonna play awful because you feel awful. Your car doesn't match that swagger buried deep down inside. That golfing champion waiting to be unleashed. Ding. Your bumper hits the concrete as you accidentally sit on it while putting on your golf shoes. You smile, because tomorrow you're going to see Jamie Wilkie at the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. The front doors will open like the Azalea Line gates at Augusta. You'll ask for the best-looking guy there. You'll find the former amateur champ, Jamie Wilkie, staring back at you. You hand over your money. Your new ride glistens as it pulls out of the dealership. Then Jamie approaches and whispers in your ear, ''Son, next week, I'm taking you golfing at Breezy Bend. I'll show you a thing or two.'' You smile again, as now your golf game will look and feel as good as your new ride improve your ride and your drive with Jamie Wilkie at the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park, winnipegdodge.com.
2: JR, we have a lot of fun on this podcast, but I want to take a second to talk about something that has affected me personally. Every year, millions of Canadians suffer from brain freeze. It can happen to anyone. It's a hot summer day. You're aggressively enjoying a DQ cool treat a blizzard, a dilly bar, or a variety of personalized ice cream cakes, and whammo, brain freeze. It hits you like a triple bogey. The good news is you can enjoy these delicious treats in a moderately sized bite. So get over to any Nick and Nicky's group of DQs and enjoy some DQ treats safely. DQ Northgate on McPhillips, DQ Pole Park in, in the Food Court, DQ Niverville and DQ St. Anne's Road. Go see them today for Tasty Treats.